Shyness is nice and shyness can stop you from doing all the things in life you'd like to. Coming up next we have a song called Ain't Got No Home. Uh, a song you might you might notice it's quite a well-known song. It's on the soundtrack of The Lost Boys and it's been used in, in various things. It's by uh, a gentleman who goes by the name of Clarence Henry or to give him his full title Clarence Frogman Henry from New Orleans. This is from 1957 and it's called I Got No Home. Ribbit. Ooh, 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 ain't got no home. I know place to Ain't got no home. I know place to I'm a lonely boy. I ain't got a home. I got a voice. I love to sing. I sing like a girl, and I sing like a frog. I'm a lonely boy. I ain't got a home. from the listener is please stop (laughs) please stop how fantastic is that song the frogman yeah yeah Yeah. so I mean I don't know how it revealed itself to you this this frogathon the frogathon yeah Yeah. I'm walking down thinking well this is a very catchy perhaps late 1950s quasi rock and roll New New Orleans jazz infused you know track enjoying that oh he's just gone up a few notches (laughs) oh he's really gone up He's, he's gone so high pitched this is ridiculous oh He's gone right down. <laughs> He's croaking. Yeah. He sounds insane. Yes. And, and didn't it occur to you? I thought, oh no, what's the next verse going to be like? <laughs> I expected him to come out and sing in Geordie. Yeah. And then he goes, I ain't got no home like. 
Chalak. So were you taken taken by surprise by the bit where he sings high and sings very low? Yeah. Even yeah. though in the second verse he says, "I sing like a lady. I could sing like a girl, mm, or no, I could sing like a frog." But mm. you didn't expect him to actually prove no, that. I didn't. No, that's I didn't. That's because he doesn't listen. I don't listen. Yeah. I didn't listen yeah. to that. No. No. Right. no. In fact, I was probably thinking about you know, oh, midlife God. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wasn't thinking about that at all. Now I've 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 loved this song for a very long time. Mm. I, I heard it on the Lost Boys, and then I and, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I, I, is that I, a Peter I, Pan film? Uh, no. Okay. It's vampires, isn't it? Oh, it vampires. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. got lots of people called Corey in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know and, the type. What's yeah. his name? Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, is he? In yeah. It? Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of one of them Brat Pack eighties okay. things, okay. Uh, which I haven't seen since the eighties, but. Uh, but I had this uh, album called uh, Chess, the best of chess R&B or something years and years ago which had that on it and a magnificent thing it is um, and then, then uh, some years after that I was in a shop and I saw this which oh, is uh, CD the best of Clarence Frogman Henry yeah 18 tracks on there yeah and, 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 and describe the front cover well frankly there is a frog on the front yes there's a, there's a, a frog in a sort of purple tuxedo yeah. kind of thing in a mic with some spotlights yeah. shining on him. He's, he looks okay. a bit dishevelled, the frog, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Sort of a Tom Waitsian frog. <laughs> yeah. And miserable. Yeah. 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 What well, doesn't yeah. need to be miserable? Well, it's a happy, it's a happy well, frog. So, so based on that cover, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the, 18 song, tracks, the song you've yeah. heard, there's 18 tracks, the best of Clarence Frogman Henry. Yeah. How many of those 18 tracks do you mm. think, based on the frog picture and everything, mm. how many of those songs... And he's built, his, he's built his full reputation on the frogman, yeah? Yeah. That's what he's known as. I'm, go, I'm going so. for 16. You reckon 16 I mean, the have a frogman sound yeah, on I think he'll have one ballad which he can't really squeeze a frog into. <laughs> mm. uh, and maybe one anthemic one that's very serious and tall. I love America and think it'd be disrespectful to us. <laughs> well, I reckon there'll be an instrumental to throw, throw us off there. Oh, okay. a little yeah. bit. I think he might go through a range of amphibious noises. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I think there's maybe a few newts and new, salamanders. Newton yeah. here and yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to go for 14 out of 14. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it sounds about okay. right. Um, well, uh, there's one. Wow. One. That's that, that song you've just heard is the only song that's on that album. Hugely disappointing. It, it is. It is. I mean, imagine how disappointed I was. We got home. <laughs> Did you rush into the trees description department? Oh, where's the rest of the frog song? Yeah. yeah this is. I mean, it's. You know, would any of the other songs have been me. made worse by having a frog voice on it? Would any song? No. Hold on. Hold on. You, you say that. Hold on. The frog chorus. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yes. That wasn't much good. Yeah. A it frog's all through it. It might have been better if Paul McCartney sung in a frog's voice. Yeah, yeah, it was better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I mean, well, in any song by Paul McCartney. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> really fair. I mean, there are actually songs on here. I mean, it. You know, forgetting about the, the fact that there's no more frog vocals on it. Mm. Um, the, is it any good? It, it's it, it's very very serviceable. In fact, it's excellent. Mm. Sort of Alan Tudor, Dave Dave Bartholomew style. New Orleans, oh, yeah. mm. late 50s, early 60s R&B. It's, mm. it's fantastic. Mm. Lots of the songs sound like a lot like Fat Stone Note, which is no bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got this, this is a, a box set of Cosimo, the Cosimo Matassa story. Of Cosimo course. Matassa was a guy who had a studio in New Orleans okay. who recorded Dave Bartholomew, T-Bone Walker, Fat Domino, Little Richard, Clarence Frogman Henry, all recorded in the same studio. Right. And there's a, uh, lots of Alan Toussaint stuff and the early... Any frog songs on there? Well, the Frogman Henry's on there. But, but no, no, just the one just, 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 just the one just, frog just song. So in his repertoire, he's only got the one frog song. As far, yeah, yeah, so I've only been able to find one. Yeah. Yeah, really it was well. his first hit, that's how he made his name. Ah, I see, I but see. then probably after that, he was trying to lose. You know, I don't want to just do the frog, frog thing. No, you know? no, but you should. We'll stop building yourself as frog. Amazingly, he's still going. 
Is he? He's still going. I'd and like to yeah. think that he wears some some sort of uh, uniform. No, no. I'm, I was thinking, you know, one of those old-fashioned divers' helmets and, <laughs> and flippers. Moving in that frogman direction. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So subverting the genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not the frog sound. He's the. You wouldn't really be able to hear him sing if he did that, would you? You'd be like, you'd make him sing. But it's, it, in 1969, he released an album called Clarence Frogman Henry is Alive he's and Well. He's no longer a fucking frog. No, it's um, Clarence Frogman Henry is Alive and Well, living in New Orleans and still doing his thing. And he still is. I found some footage on YouTube of him singing that very song yeah. uh, just a couple of years ago. Still, He looks amazing for a 77-year-old guy. <laughs> yeah. So he's clearly doing him good. Um, and High yeah, notes. He sings like a girl. Wow. And he sings like a frog. Wow. He talks the talk and he can walk the walk. And uh, I've also found another thing. You might know a couple of other songs because the, the the first song on here is called "I Don't Know Why I Love You," but, but I, I do. do. That's, that's it. That's yeah, but that it. one wasn't his original, though, was it? I think it was. Yeah. Was it? No, yeah. The, the, the big hit. I think that was him. Yeah, my word. Um, uh, I, I I was pleased to find that his house in New Orleans, I, I read here, is filled with frog memorabilia. <laughs> so he's a fraud. He's a fraud. <laughs> sent, sent by fans from all over the world. Oh, so I might send, I might try and send him a frog. Eric Cantona. Boom, boom. Racist. Yeah, a bit racist. Yeah. That's all right. Hey, right. Just a point here. Just a point here. Oh, no, no, we were talking about Paul McCartney there. Yeah. Do oh, you, you know? Wow, well, was it? Do you know what the, an, another link between Clarence the Frogman Henry and Paul McCartney is? No. He. They both played with Ringo Starr. They're the same man. No, no. to no to both of those. No, he he opened for the Beatles on eighteen of their concerts in America. Did he? He's the Beatles backing band. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow! I found out a little interesting fact about him. Mm-hmm. In fact, about that song. Uh, apparently, that that song I read uh, has uh, part of it has been st- was stolen by Rod Stewart. Well, I, yes, I. Now, can I can yeah, I just please say? Please do, yeah. I, I I'm all about the research, as you know. Yeah. So I, I read that Some Guys Have All The Luck by Rod Stewart steals part of that song. Right. So I thought, oh, that, that'd be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So I found on YouTube Rod Stewart's Some Guys Have All The Luck. And Is I that st- the same, must be the same Robert Palmer song, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Guys, probably. Yeah. And, I, and I started listening, oh, yeah. fucking dreadful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry, I, I tried to find it, but if it wasn't in the first 30 seconds, it was okay. not for it. So I, I didn't hear it. Well, yeah. I, I, read well, that I, as I well. don't know that song. I can't, it, no? I can't maybe it melodically lifts some of the melody. I don't know. It said it's on the chorus. Well, it's nothing to do with it. Uh, well, did yeah, you read that as well? Is that in Wikipedia? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. As was it's because it's got a checkered uh, present that 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 uh, song in that it's the um, it's the theme song for Rush Limbaugh. You know the horrible right wing American <laughs> shock joke. Yeah, ain't got a home. He does homeless hour, and he plays that <laughs> as the theme song for. I don't think it's a, a sort of. You know, a, a, a compassionate piece on the homeless. <laughs> Particularly not when he starts. People are going to start taking it, stop taking it seriously when he sings like a frog, aren't they? You'd have thought so. Yeah, yeah. And also, well, also you might know. I, I, I was quite excited again a long time ago. I bought this um, CD of the band. It was a kind of a compilation of the band, and he yeah. said, "Ain't got no home." I said, "Oh, I wonder if that's kind of mm. Frogman Henry song." Mm. They've got a lot of very, very talented singers in the band. Yeah, I bet I there's did. someone oh, in that from, band yes. who can sing like. Certainly, people who can sing like a girl if you've listened to some of their harmonies. And must, surely, someone must be able to sing like a frog. Of course, my money would be on Levon Helm. Oh, I reckon. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they just sing it straight. No frog. No frog. No, they no no high voices, no low voices, no, and yeah. the market's wide open, isn't it? Yeah. Wide open. So come for, someone to come forward with their croaks. And really frog it out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Starting already. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. I'll forget it. <laughs>
Certain periods of musical history get more fascinating the further away they are. You know, people who were there tell their stories to start filling all the gaps because we've all become sort of pop historians, aren't we, of certain times. And I'm not sure there was a more incredible time than 1976 to 1978 in London and around England, around the punk scene. And I can't seem to get enough uh, about learning about that period of history. So when I was at a loose end in Liverpool the other week, uh, and I... You didn't call me, did you? No. Uh, I had to try to avoid you. Uh, and I was strolling around a, a very, very cheap bookshop. Uh, I saw something called, or I saw a book called, My Amazing Adventures with the Sex Pistols by Dave Goodman. No idea who Dave Goodman was, um, but I thought, quit, I'm in. Uh, quite a lot for you. I know. Well, Some I was, investment. Uh, yeah. I was hoping it was going to be 50p, but I thought, well, we'll stretch it. Uh, Turns out that uh, Dave Goodman is the man who accidentally fell into being the Sex Pistols' road manager and producer. Oh. So he was just around London at the time with a van and a PA, and someone said, can you do this group, you know, they're playing at this pub. Uh, and he turned up, and it was, it was the Sex Pistols' like second concert. He then went on to be the road manager, and as I say, sound man, um, more or less until they split up. Uh, and, more crucially, he produced... No, if you ever wondered, you ever got the great rock and roll swindle the album as I did, and wondered why the hell some of those songs were on it, like Give Me No Lips Child and I'm Stepping Stone and all that, they were all the Dave Goodman produced songs that when they came round to doing the great rock and roll swindle, obviously they had nothing, because the Sex Pistols hadn't really operated as a recording group for quite some time. I still don't understand where uh, No One Is Innocent came from and who wrote that, but, but putting that to one side. <laughs> They went back to Dave Goodman and said, well, what have you got that's not already been released? Mm. Anyway, uh, some, some interesting bits of the book, uh, some tidbits if you like, uh, was that Malcolm McLaren tried to get Sid Barrett to produce the group at some point. Wow, that would have been interesting, wouldn't it? That would have been interesting. Unfortunately, Sid Barrett didn't have a clue what he was talking about. And when he was talking about the Sex Pistols, he started talking about the situation in the Middle East. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Obviously, confused. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I mean, did you know things like uh, the Pistols played a gig at Chelmsford Prison? Hmm? Four o'clock in the afternoon, played at Chelmsford Prison. Anyway, I thought the most intriguing statement in the book was this. And I read Can you imagine how amazing it would have been if my wild version of Anarchy had come out on a 12 inch vinyl with my full length, seven minute, no fun on the flip side? Possibly the heaviest 45 ever released up to this point. But no, others thought they knew best. But I tell you this, get hold of my unfinished mix of Anarchy. It's the one that starts Bible quotation number one. Another idea of mine. Then compare it to the later Chris Thomas version and tell me I'm wrong.
Easy, right then. Is that the uh, definitive version of Anarchy in the UK, would you say? No. Uh, I agree, no. No, I, I like the other one. Yeah, yeah, I like the other one. I mean, I like that too. And I liked, I like, I, I, I think the, the uh, one of the things on there that would have even improved the, uh, the, the, the Nevermind Bollocks version would have been Bible quotation number one smeared yeah. out at the start. Yeah. I like that, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. The, I like the drums better on that one. I don't like the vocals as much on that one. Mm, no, they're, not as, they're not as clear, and they sound like the double tracked got some effect, effects on them. They sound less live than, yeah. the, than the version. It's, on a, the, bit, on the it's album. a bit more tinny than the, the one no. at the end, was a bit more finessed. It had, it had more body, if mm. that's a musical term, well, I suppose it is. One of the reasons why, um, never mind the bollocks, still sounds so fantastic today, and other. Albums of the era, for example, The Clash's first one, which does sound tinny. Mm, uh, do. Doesn't sound, I mean, the songs are great, but it doesn't sound great today, it doesn't sound very powerful. Never mind the bollocks, it certainly does. I think it's because of the production, and there's a lot, I mean, the guy, Chris... Chris Thomas, Thomas isn't yeah. it? He put a lot of guitars on it. A yes, he did, guitars. yeah. He, he's, he's, uh, he's quoted somewhere, I've said that sometimes there's up to 12 guitars. Mm. On, 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 on but, some of those tracks. But don't um, you don't you think that that never mind the bollocks. The the drum sound sounds very tubby. I mean, hit, like hitting tubs is what I mean, mm -hmm. rather than. Uh, yeah. I can see what you're saying. There's a lot of attack Whereas on that. That I thought the drum the drum sounded much mm. richer and rounded. You know, what he said yeah. about because the, the end distinctive. I thought I like the oh, drum sound. Uh, you know, it uh, um, I like the Paul Cook when he when we saw him with Edwin Collins. In fact, we you know he, he he's got he's got a distinctive drum sound. And it's I don't, I don't know if it, it's it's more the sound of the actual drums rather than the way he plays them I think mm. he uses a lot of um, the floor toms and those things you know but interesting enough drums interestingly enough mm. it better be <laughs> named three times <laughs> three times one thing I, th I found fascinating he was talking about recording Anakin and I love little bits like this he said they were getting to the end and think well how do we make the crescendo because he got a very big crescendo at the end yeah so this is the first time they did it Dave Gummer said well well why don't you smash up the guitar. And he's got a great Gibson Les Paul. Uh -huh. And he said, I'm not smashing that up. And they had to get Malcolm agree that he would buy him another one if he smashed it up. Yeah. So they did smash it up. And he said, well, that was great. But then the next day he thought, well, it's great, but it's not quite what we're after. Uh, and so what they did, and, and listening to it, I don't believe this. Uh, but he said, when they hit the last destroy, Paul Cook ran off the drum stool, got his drumsticks, and whacked away at the strings of Steve Jones's guitar until whenever. Yeah. And he said, "That's that's what's on that mix." Right. Well, there was there, there was some interesting guitar stuff, but I, I again I go back to the never mind. I like the fact that on there it kind of ends and Johnny's still singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. You know, there's some interesting stuff about the production of Never Mind the the Bollocks because it's produced by um, two people. Have you ever noticed on the credits it says mm. produced by um, Chris Thomas? It doesn't say produced by Chris Thomas and Bill Price. It says produced by Chris Thomas or Bill Price. Mm. Do you know why that is? No. Oh, shall I tell you? Oh, good. This is from an interview. Thank God with, it wasn't uh, expecting uh, me to tell you. An anyone. interview with Bill Price. Uh, uh, he says, um, it was down to Malcolm McLaren. The simple fact of the matter was that Chris was hired by Malcolm to do a series of singles for the Sex Pistols. I was hired by Malcolm to do a series of album tracks for the Sex Pistols. Life got slightly complicated because I did a few album tracks that Chris then remade as singles. Also, Chris started a couple of tracks which got abandoned as singles, so I remade them to be used as album tracks. Uh, so basically, you see, a lot of them were started by one of them and finished mm. by the other. And, and, as, uh, and as Dave will tell you in his book, he, it was his version of I Want to Be Me that was on the B-side, and he never got the credit for it, as he endlessly right. tells you in the book. Right. 
But he says he, he, he said the two of them couldn't quite understand why Malcolm kept chopping and changing his mind between different versions of different songs. And then it dawned on the two of them that Malcolm was basically trying to slip between two stools and not pay even. <laughs> uh, so they told Malcolm, I'll tell you what, Malcolm, whatever's on the Sex Pistols album, it was either done by me or by Chris. You just pay us both and we'll divvy it out amongst our little selves, which is what they did. Uh, but also the sleeve, it says the sleeve was printed long before it was finally de decided which version of each song they were actually going to put on the record. And that's why it says produced by yeah, Bill Price. Or Chris Thomas. Oh. What came across interesting in the book was that from day one, he thought they were fantastic. So all this guff about, oh, they couldn't play and what have you, absolute nonsense. He said they could go into any room, and they went into lots of rooms where they were very hostile. Yeah. And they would usually win the crowd over by the end. So they were amazing. And what I was inspired to do after reading that was, you know, the Winterland concert, yeah. the last concert they yeah. ever played, which apocryphally, if that's the right word, when we heard about that at school, what I understand to be the case is that Johnny Ron walked on saying you're getting one song they played no fun he hit the deck so ever get the feeling you've been cheated ha 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 walked yeah. off because they only played one song of course that's nonsense they played a full set yeah, and yeah, then yeah. came on for the encore but the whole concert is on YouTube Winterland and they're amazing it's yeah, a, fantastic there's, there's a film called DOA Dead on Arrival which has uh, got loads of that Winterland I remember seeing that on Channel 4 10th anniversary of Punk Mm. Uh, you know, obviously, quite a long time ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I had it on VHS for a while. I know so they they they're they're pretty good, but the audience are fairly hostile, and Sid's off his nut. Yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. of films, the Rock and Roll Swindle film. Did you know that that was played in full at Ian Curtis's wake? How very strange. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Fact it for you. Rest in peace, Ian. Congratulations! You're listening to the Trust the Wizards podcast! Pablo Diaz Recha from the Canary Islands. He makes records under the name El Guincho. Uh, I have a song I'm going to play from his 2008 album, Alagranza. Uh, the song is called Cuando Maravilla Fui. Apologies for my uh, Spanish. Uh, translated, I think that means When Wonder Went. I put the lyrics, the Spanish lyrics for this song, into Google Translate, and this is what Google Translate came back with. They leave when they know that's the best time when, and the road have. They will always try to destroy. Everywhere they go, something new will happen. With the Indians, know how to act. Diving legs up on the streets, where no one will know how to let go. To see them go to the, alas, prepared waiting. You go through your sight and with sword. Snake bites you in the attic. They'll bite, they bite, van. I do not try to hide from what comes. What comes is yours. And who are you are, you should end. Who stays and who would, would be saved. Yesterday and today, went great shadow.
sounds like uh, the party band for uh, the World Cup. Mm. Yeah. Bit of um, tropicalia going Samba. on, bit uh, bit animal mm. collective thing going on. I, mm. I really like that. Mm. Really very good. I think, well, I think, sorry, the, ge- the geographical. I'm not particularly up on the geographic where exactly the Canary Islands are, but they're they're not mainland Spain, obviously, because they're islands, I guess. It. Um, of course, but they're, 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 they're closer to Africa than they are to Europe. Yeah. Nowhere near South America, are they? No. Oh. It's a top no, of but there's that tropicality. Yeah, that's field, right, yeah. I think. There's, a bit of, there's a bit of African music in there as well. Mm. Bizarrely enough, there's a bit of New York Italian towards the end of the song where, I mean, d- didn't it not strike you as odd at all that you have this, as you say, fantastic driving rhythm you could imagine being in, in Coca Cabana Beach, mm-hmm. marching down the street with, on Mardi Gras, is it Mardi Gras they have down there? Well, yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. Well, you could, well, you could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Carnival. Um, Carnival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, um, in the background, initially, this sort of wailing kicked in, and it got louder and louder and louder, and then you realised that this was a sample of what seemed like a microphone hidden in a, a, uh, a juke joint in New York in about 1955, <laughs> right. with, with Italians singing and playing, uh, not mandolins, but, you know, some string instrument. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, that's a very odd juxtaposition. Yeah. And that, then that, that completely took over, and you ended on uh, a crooner, and I'm, yeah. saying, I'm, I'm yeah. saying a New York Italian, mm. he sounded like that. Yeah. Um, and, well, how do those two things fit together? Yeah. How does he possibly justify that? I don't know, but I, I, mean, I, I, I read an article with this guy a long time ago, and he was talking about um, buying records for samples, and he was saying basically he he buys a lot of very very rare, very very expensive mm-hmm. records just so that he can be make sure that he's not sampling something that other people have sampled before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and guided by voices on there. Then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You've like, you bought all them. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, Maybe I, you bought the drum kit. I did. I, I did do a little bit of research about this fellow because um, I've not heard. Of him. I, I like the song very much. Um, I'm not sure that I believe what I found. Oh, what did you find out? Well, one fact that I've got about him is that apparently he's an expert lullaby singer. Did you find this? Unless he was actually singing that second half. An expert lullaby singer across Spanish-speaking countries. Right. What you like? You mean you could hire him? You, well, or he you has have a kid who's, who's, who's not, sleep, not sleeping yeah. well. Or, or possibly, possibly you do it live. But I would imagine he's recorded the lullabies. So rather. Than oh right, yeah. But, but you know. Oh, good thing. Yeah, probably cheaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, that's too. that's what I also thought I'd look up the name of the album because I like the album, the album yeah. which we've got in front of you. We're talking about Alagranza. 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 Yeah. What's that? Then? Well. What's that? Yeah, it's a good question because I, I got a bit confused because mm-hmm. uh, I found that and I thought, oh, look at these reviews. And I've got a review here which says, um, no bad days in Alagranza, which I thought was quite a nice. Yeah. nice yeah. It turns out Alagranza actually is a holiday destination ah. in Mexico, ah. um, albeit one that is very highly recommended by, for example, Maureen Victoria of Canada. Oh, well, if you're listening, mm. Maureen, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> up to you. And yeah. of course, of course, you've got to say, the, the cover to the album is striking. As you'd imagine, it's very, very colourful. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's largely dominated by a parrot mm. uh, with some uh, uh, explosions in the background. I believe they're called fireworks. Yes. <laughs> I believe yes. that's what it is. at a carnival. But the odd thing about it is the parrot has nine eyes. Does it, yeah. That's an old Bobby V here, isn't it? The parrot, the parrot has, has nine, nine eyes. One, Could yeah. well be. Yeah. But a cat has nine lives. The parrot yeah. has nine eyes. Yeah. And it is. And it, the nine-eyed parrot features again on the on the actual yeah. CD as well. But he's looking. <coughs> he's looking in the other direction. And he's looking in every direction. Got a very big hole in his head there. Look. 
No, that's his beak. Oh no, it's the centre of the disc. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the uh, middle of the CD there. That's where, yeah, that's where you've got the little. Uh, you need that little man inside the CD player who, who rubs around, around and <laughs> keeping it turning so fast. <laughs> Space Age Exotica. Space Age Exotica. You say that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tropicalia. Trance. Af- Afrobeat dub. Afrobeat dub. Tropicalia. And rock and roll is what he's mixing, apparently. Oh, I think there's trance in it as well. Yeah. Certainly. And, uh, and didn't uh, we prove on a previous podcast that you didn't really know what trance I have meant? no idea, but I, yeah. I do yeah. do feel fairly confident with songs like that. Are you, gonna, are you now going to say it sounds like the Star Council? <laughs> I don't know elements. The snow gets up. He'll be well Kicker's question time. Everybody's favourite part of the show. Oh, right, right, right. Let's remind you, because it's been a while since we had a kicker's question time, let alone a kicker's question answer. So the two questions from last time were, the first one involved love the band, love the band. Love the band. Love the band. Yes. <laughs> uh, love the band <laughs> lived together at one point in a house formerly belonging to which actor? Did you find this out? No, it's not no. on the internet. Oh dear. Why, why is it not on the internet? I, I, I'll go I, from a book. I completely oh, didn't. You remember them? Yeah, I completely didn't even try to find out because <laughs> I forgot the question. But I'm going to guess. Uh, okay, I'll give, I'll give you before you guess. I'll give you a clue because I'll tell you that. Is the it ha- a male actor? It is, and the house was called the castle. The castle. The right. King, then all the Elvis Presley. Marlon Brando. Los An- is it Los Angeles? They were a California band, right? Yeah, I don't know yeah. where the house was to be. Um, I'm it. going. Gregory Peck. Okay. It wasn't Gregory Peck. Charlie Chaplin? No. It was Bella Lugosi. Oh! Man. He's dead, you know. He's yeah. not well. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, so that was that one. So okay. nobody got that. Nobody got that. Well, well, I got the next one, though. You did get I the knew this one, one when you asked us. You did. I well, well, no, wait, I, can, I, can I see if I knew it as well? Okay. Um, I think I told so you. So the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the question My was, not great. where did the Ramones, who have been in the news recently, of course, where did the Ramones' name come from? Is it linked to the person who've already referenced in this podcast, or maybe in a podcast yes. recently? Mr. Paul McCartney. It is. Because uh, that was his name, or his old... old it's not, it's not I told you record. this. Don't steal my point. I'm sending intelligent now, aren't I? Isn't I that fantastic? Yeah, go on, but, go on. Yeah, it's not, go on. Oh, I'm just, God, let me think it through. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> God, you might as well. I didn't know the rest of it. Paul, Paul Ramon, without the E, was yes. the name that he used to use to check into hotels That's so people correct. wouldn't know he was Paul McCartney. That's absolutely right. And do you know what John Lennon often used to check in as? Uh, was it Spaniard in the Works? That's, no. that's a book he wrote. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Dr. Winston Obugi. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You had, I think, told me that I told before. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Winston was his middle name. Well, before we get on... It was. Yes, he was, yeah. And oh, no. Yeah, OK. Winston, Winston. Sorry, yeah. Beatles yeah. knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, before we get on to the new questions, I've also... We should uh, highlight the fact that we've... Uh, we're regularly on a Monday... Uh, send out our popcorn double feature. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The, the two videos that have a, a hidden link. Yeah, we must do. We must have a database of answers to that because there must be hundreds of them now. Yeah. And yeah. and there's a lot of confused people out there. Well, there are me lot, included. There are there are lots of disengaged people. Let's put it that way. Um, but anyway, we have had some uh, input. We did. Didn't mm. I get one right? You got one I right. Got yeah. One right. You yeah. did get one right. Yeah. In fact, but we, but apart from you getting it right, which which is nice. And I can't remember. It was quite an easy one. Was it? Because all you had to do was listen to the two songs, right. and you would get the link. Because they both mentioned 
trucks in the, uh, song, that's in the lyrics. Right. Yeah, the there song. was pavement and, and silver, silver juice. juice. Yeah, that's the, and you told me that the link wasn't that they both had people from pavement in the band. That's true. Yeah, I did say that, and it was trucks, but it's actually that they both referenced the band Royal, Royal Trucks. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Royal trucks, yeah. But actually, although you did get that, we also had a listener who got that, ah. which is much more exciting. It is, yeah. Um, yeah. And so we we should say well done to Adelina Cavana, oh, who right. answered that question correctly on Twitter. Well done, and Miss Cavanagh. She, well, she gets her name read out in that rather splendid way. Excellent. Wonderful. Well done yeah. to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also had another person who got a link on Twitter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I put up a, a couple of tracks, by one by Sally Crew mm-hmm. uh, and one by the uh, New York band Nada Surf, Yeah. asking what the connection was. And one Douglas Gillard... Of course, Tweet, Doug, yes. to say that uh, he played on both those records. <laughs> <laughs> this will be Doug, Doug, Doug Gillard from uh, <laughs> Gillard Gillard Indeed, yes. Ah. Yeah, so, so well done to well him. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, so are you ready for the, the two questions? Raring to go. I have, a, as you can imagine, listener, mm. I, I have a huge black book full of interesting connections. Should we just say a few words about the passing of Tommy Ramone before we... Uh, oh, yeah, that's I think that would be appropriate. Yeah. Yes, okay, before we get into the black book, let's put our black hats on. Yeah, so we're... Black ties. We're not condemning him. No, we're not. Black ties. We're mourning. Yeah. Mourning. Is there any other band who've been... Uh, who've had all the four band members die uh, uh, well, separately? I mean, let's, just be, let's be respectful for a second. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Ramone, the, yeah. the, the last living member of the Ramones, because yeah. Johnny's gone... Joey's gone. Dee's gone. Dee Dee's gone. Marky's gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Marky just gone. No, no. Tommy's yeah, gone. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy's gone. <laughs> Still trying to be respectful. So, so that's a very, very sad thing. But, yeah. but you know, there is a quiz in this. I think somewhere. Sharitha, you were saying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Are there any other bands where all the band members have died? Leonard Skinner fairly, fairly. Yeah. But didn't some of them die in the same? Playing crushes, you yeah. can't. Yeah. Playing crushes don't that, count. That doesn't count. If they were, like the Marquets who were all killed in in the plane crash that killed Otis Redding, that doesn't count. Does not they, count. They, no, but like died separately. Mark Bolden. It, well, he's, a, he's one person. <laughs> <laughs> the big hey, bop, the whole band dead. Whole band. <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah that doesn't count. That oh, doesn't count. Group. Oh, you know, group. you need to have yeah, three or four. Well, well, sorry, oh, oh, going back to Tyrannosaurus. The New York Dolls. Who was the other bloke in the New York Dolls? Are they all dead? They're not dead. They seem to die for the fair. No. The, the drummer died. Uh, Kane's just died. Uh, oh, the Johnny, Johnny Thunder's died. But Sylvester Sylvain still yeah, alive. David Johansson still alive. Yeah, they're still, still, they're still okay. as okay. as the New York Dolls. Yeah. 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 yeah, Well, what about the Beatles? Except for Ringo Starr. I'm one Paul. Yeah, I'm Paul. One of my favourite ever letters to the Beatles uh, was. Uh, Sparks! <laughs> I say Mark from the two blokes that <laughs> yeah. are still alive. Yeah. One of my favourite ever letters to this was somebody who wrote it pointing out that the, the Who uh, had a deceased drummer and a deceased bass player, whereas the Beatles had, had uh, oh, yes. still a remaining a, uh, a drummer and a bass player, so they should join, the Who and the Beatles should join together and oh. they should be called the Hoodles. <laughs> <laughs> As we said, we're keep, keeping it respectful. <laughs> I know you're desperate to get your uh, your own self-aggrandizing jingle out, jingle yeah. out. <laughs> but before we do that, uh, I do have the two questions, well, and I thought since you've, you've been banging on about the Sex Pistols, I should have a Sex Pistols uh, Fantastic. question. Now, I, I think you might know this, but if you do, you'll have to keep it to yourself. Um, so my first question this time around is, uh, we talked quite a lot about uh, you know, the start of the Sex Pistols and, and their recordings and stuff, but here's my question. What song... Did Johnny Rotten audition 
for the Sex Pistols with. And, for as a bonus point, do not say, and as a bonus point, what was he wearing? Ooh. Okay, so I, I, I don't know the song, but I know the artist. Okay, and keep it to yourself. Sing it along to a jukebox. Keep it, yeah. keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself, Charitho Garbanzo. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so what, so what song did uh, Tony Rotten audition for the Sex Pistols with, and what was he wearing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And my second question, since we talked about Paul McCartney, I thought, yeah. how about a question Once again, about the Beatles? Yeah, okay. So, the Beatles, uh, From Me to You, you remember that one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, was number one in. 1963. 1963. But what was the next number one in the UK that was a song of under two minutes in length? Okay. Right. So from me to you, under two minutes in length, number one yeah. in 1963. What was the next song, less than two minutes long, that then became number one in the UK? Get your thinking hats on and let us know, specifically by Twitter, because we like that yes. very much. Kickers question time! there of course and uh, I've been surprisingly angered this week I know, I know you, you know me as a, that tolerant chap yeah, who very mild mannered yeah mom accepts most yeah. things without right. any sort yeah. of rant but do you know what really fucks me off Oof. Um, uh, no well amongst the many things that fuck me off uh-huh. is the uh, this this uh, what can I, can I yes pro- prolific, prolific prolification yes Bloody kids wearing Ramones t-shirts who don't know who's in the band, don't know any songs, never heard any records, don't fucking wear the t-shirt. It's not appropriate. 
you know? Uh, well, uh, hello. <laughs> yes, hello, man sitting next to you wearing a Ramones t shirt. No, you see, you see, that's all right because you. He's in the right. like the Ramones, and I don't. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I don't think you should. My, my point is you, you should not be able to wear. You should not be able. You should not be allowed to wear a band t shirt if you don't know who the band is. But I don't know if you're familiar with the shop Pulp. No, I'm aware of the band Pulp, and I'd wear one of their T-shirts. Yes, because you've earned the right. Yeah, I have. The the shop Pulp, right, mm. is wall to wall rock band T-shirts, but I mean, you know, Velvet Underground, Joy Division, mm. you know, Nirvana, yeah. all those classic T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, obviously, without the tour dates on the back, that, that would be ridiculous. Is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, and the kids are lapping it up. They get, uh, and, and do they know these bands? I would suggest, well, the person who bought a Ramones t-shirt who was with me mm. did know them because I'd force-fed them mm. Ramones since, from an early age. Then yeah. that's fine. That's okay. Mm. Uh, so but, but, hang on a minute. So, so, but surely if, um, you know, the Ramones logo, to forget about ACDC and all the others, but they're just talking about Ramones. The Ramones logo is, is, has become, like it or not, it's become a kind of design classic. And it's a thing Will you say like it or not? Well, not. Okay, <laughs> not, yeah. Okay, but... but um, People want to wear it, and if people, if more people are wearing it, that means a, 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 a percentage of those people, no matter what that percentage is, might be very, very small, but a percentage of those people might see the T-shirt and be more inclined to go out and well, what is this Ramones no, thing? And go, and go listen to some Ramones, and that might be no, a road into the Ramones. I don't think that's the case. I think, I think people are wearing that, that logo, and they think it's a logo in the same way that the Nike swoosh is a logo, or... They, yeah, they've made some great records with the Nike Swoosh. Yeah, uh, yeah, if they yeah, haven't, they yeah, should do. Because yeah, yeah. I've been well into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and actually, yeah. what a really good way to go, because you're on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, this is the Nike Swoosh podcast talking to you. If some kid wears the t-shirt and one of his mates sees the t-shirt, goes home, Googles the Ramones and, and starts thinking, this is fucking great, this is great music, in the same way that we discovered it, however we discovered that. And that music. Did we discover anything from t-shirts? Did we really? You couldn't get t-shirts then. <laughs> that was pre t shirts. No t no t shirts back in the day. Just I'm used sure. to wear animal skin <laughs> yeah, wrapped around right, yourself. Yeah. I'm sure that, that uh, I can't think of an example, but I'm sure when I was uh, at school or mm. when I was in sixth form college there would have been people who I knew who I might have seen around wearing a T-shirt mm. and it might have made me more, oh, all right, he likes that band. Mm. It might make me more inclined to listen to their music. But the, but the whole point of that... I remember a the whole, of the whole premise there is based on the assumption that the person wearing the T-shirt that we've seen likes that band. So if, you, yeah. if you've got that, if that is the law, mm -hmm. that you like the band to wear the T-shirt, then fine, you can well, learn about music. If you can wear any fucking T-shirt... And then you see, oh look, he likes the Ramones. No, he doesn't. He doesn't even know who the Ramones are. <laughs> so, so the whole thing falls down. It collapses. I have to say, for my my lad, so would you be Kicker Junior? Yeah. Kicker Junior mm -hmm. has three band T-shirts, mm -hmm. right? Which I all of which I've bought him. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> none <laughs> of which he likes. <laughs> he loves them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Paper Nut Cambridge. Who were they? The band. Yeah. yeah. Um, personal best. The Love band him, yeah. and guided by voices, right? He's got yeah, three three band t-shirts, and before I let him wear the t-shirt, I made him listen to the record. <laughs> and does he, he like the records? He doesn't like. But you said he had to like the records. 
Yeah, well, no, yeah. you know, I need to be aware of the records. Aware, aware of the records. Aware of the records. And, and the reason he's got those, I've got too many T-shirts. So sometimes when you buy a, an album, it's mm-hmm. like an album and a T-shirt yes, offer. So I, I get a, a teeny tiny one, and he, right. he, he can have it, see? <laughs> so he's, he's, he's got a superb Guided by Voices T-shirt, which says, the, the club is open on the front, it's yeah. got a set list on the back. Oh, what, a, what a beautiful thing that is. Yeah. Small only, so I couldn't have it. So Chirizzo Jr., the uh, the older of the two Chirizzo Jr. Led Zeppelin fans, I understand. Oh, that no, that's Chirizzo Jr. Jr. Uh, yeah, he, he's got a Led Zeppelin, and it actually says Led Zeppelin tour 1974. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did well to be at that. He, he? Oh yeah, he remembers it well. Yeah, uh, and uh, the Chirizzo Jr., the older one, uh, he used to have a Clash T-shirt, which I bought him, which doesn't fit him anymore. Uh, he does like loud guitar music. He wouldn't be able to tell the Clash from the Pistols. He's a, he's a Chuck Prophet fan, isn't he? Uh, I tell you what he really likes. Uh, we, we've discussed before on here. He, he, he quite likes Bruce Springsteen. Mm. He, his favourite song is "Mouldy Old Dough" by Lieutenant Pigeon, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I couldn't get a T-shirt of that. Yeah. But anyway, go, so so according to your in your perfect universe where yeah. nobody well, look, nobody else so, is actually to be honest. Uh, but but so presumably that there's there's a minimum amount of songs by the Ramones you have to know before you're allowed to wear three. I'd say three. Then three songs you can have a T-shirt. Right, that should well, be the criteria we got to tilt. Yeah, it should be. It should be. So, yeah. should be, yeah. so exactly. name three songs. Yeah. So, if, but, but what if they've? What if they're a band far, far more prolific who've done dozens and dozens of albums? Mm. Is like it a percentage? But you have to name forty songs by uh, because they've done more songs. I mean, I've got I, a Bowie T-shirt and I've never heard any Bowie album after the Low and Heroes one. No, I think. With, well, I have. There's one or two. I think but, to, but, in know. order to wear a Guided by Voices T-shirt, you need to name all the songs. Right. So your so your song can really name all the songs. Take it off him. Yeah, <laughs> take it off, off him. I'm going to burn it. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe what I've done here. Yeah. So, but anyway. and also while we're talking yeah. about while we're talking about this, I've seen pictures of possibly not your children, but, yeah. but certainly children nevertheless. Yeah, <laughs> not all children of mine. Please understand. Yeah, <laughs> wearing all sorts of things that they clearly know nothing about. Not, For example, not, not just just bands. Well, you know, um, fast cars. They, they have not driven a fast car. You mean fast cars, the Buzzcocks single? <laughs> or, 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 or motorbikes. And, no, no, no. no. Should, if you've not been on a motorbike, you can't have the t shirt. No, they have been on a motorbike. Well, okay, yeah. fine. It's a very restrictive form of capitalism that you're running. <laughs> so, 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 by extension, okay, so, so uh, one of my sons has got a Thomas the Tank Engine t shirt. Can he name. The tugboat. Do you know what? He can barely speak. <laughs> uh, Get it off him! He can name. He can name a lot of things off Thomas. Oh, but he can. He, he can he name the tugboat? I don't know. Was it? I don't know. What is What's it? it can he name the tugboat? No. Right. No. Well, there's a kickers question. 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 Kickers both you boys this evening yes. are wearing yes. the same T-shirt. Well, you say, you say that, but that suggests that we are squidged together, <laughs> body to body, nice. within one T-shirt. Yeah, and on, that's on not a, the case. On a coffee table. <laughs> yeah. um, no, the sorry. same design. I yes. should explain, because obviously that wasn't clear. You are wearing your both identical T-shirts, t-shirts. Yeah, identical but they are um, the same. <laughs> Black t-shirts with identical name. t-shirts usually are. Yeah. Now, now again, presumably this is the, you. You took advantage of the bundle yeah. with the Morrissey album, yeah. and you ordered the album and the t-shirt. Yeah. Did you put the t-shirt on before you'd actually? Of course listened not. To the that album? would be heresy. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, unfortunately, well, the, the, right the, the t-shirt arrived afterwards. But oh, I've got okay. to say, I was having doubts. I was having doubts. I'm, I'm not really sure. I want this t-shirt now because. I've just listened to the second half of the album. Well, I wasn't that crazy about All it. Right. Oh, so, yeah. well, okay. Well, I've got it here in front of me. It's come out this week. So, 
World peace is none of your business. Yeah, keep your nose out. What's there. the verdict? Fantastic. I'm a huge fan of this album. I'm, I haven't, not quite ready to, to review it definitively, but uh, I've heard it over half a dozen times, twice on vinyl, because the vinyl arrived yesterday. Um, I think it's a, it's a great album. There, there are flaws, and it's not perfect. And in fact, I would say that uh, there's a bonus disc, isn't there, with a yeah. CD, which I got as a download. And there are, I think there are songs on the bonus disc which I would have preferred to have seen on the album. Right. Uh, two, two or three. But overall, I'm very happy with it. I think uh, on the vinyl side, A is, is brilliant. The first three songs, great. It dips a little bit on side C, but uh, ends strongly, I think. I side really C? Like there's three sides. No. There's four sides. Four, two, four sides. Two's a double, a double album. Oh, right, okay. He's Mr. Vinyl. Yeah. I, 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 first time I listened to it, I, I made a mistake in that I hadn't realised I'd got the deluxe edition because mm-hmm. it's, it's a download, isn't it? So it just all arrives. Right. And uh, first, the first half of what I had, I was really enjoying it. And you particularly enjoy things like the the the... the, the the palette of music is different from what he usually it's has. It's richer, isn't it? Yeah, it's, there's, it's, there's, there's, there's the Spanish range of guitar, there's yeah, guitar, yeah, 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 that's what struck me. Hand clap. It's more it's musically it's diverse, certainly, yeah. than You Were the Quarry and Ring Leader with the Drum yeah. yeah. and yeah. the one after that. Years, yeah. of, years of Refusal, yeah, yeah the last refusal, one. Yeah. But I, I really like Years of Refu- Refusal and Ring Leader with Tormentors, the last two, which was which was have been said that you know he's backed by a pub band. Uh, yeah, I um, think I yeah. said that. You did yeah. earlier on today, yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I don't care. I, I stand up for both of those. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what I got, the second half of this album, I thought these songs are really going on a bit. Uh, and particularly <laughs> in the in the deluxe end of it, so I listed the whole thing at a whole eight. You were thinking you were thinking that the, the whole thing was one album. I did, yeah, and I thought he's made a mistake there. <laughs> but then I realised I was the deluxe edition Which is bonus. An, an edition ah. six. It's a different six. Edition six songs. Six songs, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, maybe that's why I'm more favourable towards it because I've got I've got here the um, I didn't get the download. Well, I probably can, I probably can access a download somehow, but I've got the double CD on old school. Uh, um, and uh, I've, I haven't even listened to Disc 2 which is the six bonus tracks I've uh, just been listening to yeah, yeah. Disc 1 ah, right, yeah, yeah. uh, probably wise and uh, yeah the, 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 the more musically diverse thing struck me mm. immediately and particularly mm. around the middle of the album uh, um, Science Staircase at the University yeah. and The Bullfighter Dies and Kiss Me A Lot and Smiler With Knife all that Spanish guitar stuff yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah interesting feedback is one of the times that lends in loads of feedback which I really like yeah well. and, and there's quite a bit of, a bit of horns on there yeah. uh, okay. so can, can, I, can I introduce yeah. one element that I think is worth debating yeah um, uh, Egypt, Ukraine, so many people in pain. Uh-huh. Is that a trite lyric? Doesn't he ruin? I mean, I, I've, I've got issues with the politics on the first song anyway. Something Bahrain as well, on there, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, that's a very trite lyric. That's like one of those where you see you know, a Christian with a, with a, with a, an acoustic guitar singing, "I wish that Ed, we all got on together." Yeah, I, kind of I think I think a lot of lines in a lot of songs that people like, you take them out of context, they can sound trite. It didn't strike me. I mean, I noticed that lyric, yeah, when mm. he was singing it. But in the context of the rest of the song, you know, I think. Yeah. I think there's some. It's not necessarily his strongest album in term, terms of lyrics, but I think there are you know, numerous bon mots. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't feeling the bon mots. I, 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 I used it as I was saying earlier on. The great thing about the Smiths and Morrissey is that everyone's saying, "Oh, he's so miserable," and you think, "Well." 
Well, I can see how you'd think that. But when I'm listening to it, I'm listening to lots of little vignettes and, and, and humour. Yeah. And, and I, I always think they're missing a trick. I've, I'm on the inside track. The bullfighter dies, though. Not, that made me laugh out loud. What about, what, a, what about all the... Again, yeah. again I'm, I missed... The, he said that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, what, what was the funny lyric in that? And there's, what about the kids as well? The, all those things about... The, all the kids from the disease-ridden yeah, kids. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious! It's a bit mean. The little fella has rebelled. Yeah, brilliant. But the bullfighter dies, it's not just the way... It's not just the lyrics, which are kind of funny as no well. No mercy in a mercy yeah, but, uh, but also the, uh, the, just the way he sings it, and nobody cries. <laughs> <laughs> he does all this stuff. It just, just made me laugh. I don't Very really good. know why. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a silly, it's a silly... Well, yeah. you, you, what you did say earlier when we were talking about this was that you were saying that the kiss me all over... Kiss me a lot, they, kiss me a lot. You yeah, like that one. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that one. That's yeah. a silly song. To That's right, and he, he always puts one of them in. Uh, he says something about kiss me in your grandma's backyard or something. No, yes, um, yes. Just not a euphemism, I don't think, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, possibly. But the song after that, Smiling with, with Knife, was an extraordinary song. It's, well, no, they'll debate this one, guys. because it's... Um, mm. I I stripped down, quite, isn't it? Quite, it starts off, and then there's these weird sort of noises coming in, and then it, it's it just instrumentally, mm. musically, it's it's quite... I haven't quite got my head around it. I'm going to uh, swell all the yeah. moment. I was going to stir up some controversy then, because, yeah. because Kicker had openly said earlier on that Smiling with Knife isn't working. No, I don't right. like it. It's, it's the, on, the only song that I, I on there that I actively... I, I, I skip at the moment. No, I, I think uh, might grow into being my favourite. Really, uh, but but See, because it's more typically it's, contrary. No, no, it's, it's it, because it's it's the kind of thing you can listen to over and over again, and uh, it's a bit like it, life is a big style. Yeah, album, I mean, they which did, I didn't like at first. And, I think that's uh, true, and, and it can, it's now one of my favourite songs. In that I think album. it's true to say that the, the songs that that you like change over listens, and and certainly on, on my first listen, for example, I, I thought. Um, I'm not a man was the song that jumped out at me. That was the one on first listen. I thought mm. it was very good. There, thereafter, I've kind of picked up on uh, Staircase at the University. I, I really like. But n- latterly, I'm, I'm also thinking, um, what's the sort of Mountjoy is the one right. at the moment that I really, really enjoy. So it's, it's I was just looking. I was just looking down the track listing, and I can't remember Mountjoy at all. So that one must have passed me <laughs> by completely. I don't well, know. But the last song as well is, is hilarious. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. yeah that about, about all more contrasting. Now you've pointed out what it's going on about. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is very good. Yeah. <laughs> So are we all agreed that we like one of the songs? We like Oboe Concerto. Yeah, yeah. Well, do we not all like Kiss Me A Lot? <laughs> Kiss Me A Lot. Kiss <laughs> Me like, A Lot. I like your version with the sort of George Formby actions <laughs> you're doing there. Yeah. Fantastic. Go on, let's well, play a song. Should we yeah. Let's play Oboe Concerto then, because we, we all like that. Let's play Oboe Concerto. Oh, 
drink to absent friends And there's a song I can't stand of a Smith's song in the melody of that? Yes, I, well, uh, no, not a Smith's song. I, I said I thought I heard um, Margaret and the Guillotine in it. All right. Yeah, I, not that one, then. I didn't hear that. No, I, I didn't hear that one. Uh, I heard um, Death of the Disco Dance. Yes, okay. Melod- yes melodically. Okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. You might not believe that, but I was going to say that. Shyness is nice and Shyness can stop you from doing all the things in life you'd like to. Dysfunctional songwriting partnerships. They are fascinating. It always fascinated me that uh, Joe Strum used to write the lyrics, then post them under Mick Jones's door so he could write the music. And, you know, the number of songwriting partnerships where we know they absolutely hated each other. And maybe that's inevitable because they all bring different things to it. But one of the songwriting partnerships that we know was incredibly dysfunctional was Glenn Tilbrook and Chris Difford uh, from Squeeze. And we know it was incredibly dysfunctional because they put together a book, or shall we say Jim Jury put together a book, where he spoke to them independently uh, about all the different songs. And it, it revealed what was going on in both lives and how they felt about each other all the way through their songwriting partnerships and was as a surprise to both participants as well as to everybody else. Uh, but 
it, it fascinated me that Glenn Tilbrook seemed to have no idea uh, of the troubles that uh, Chris Difford was going through. The fact that he was suicidal and alcoholic uh, seemed to completely pass him by. I think this comes together. He was smacked out of his head, isn't it? He was, he was doing heroin. I know parts I, of that book. So, uh, Glenn Tilbrook. Glenn Tilbrook was, yeah. Was he? Yeah. I read the whole book. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Were you on heroin when you were reading it? Did yes, you, I was. Uh, yes. Okay, well, that's maybe why it's such a bar. Yeah. But I thought. I thought this is illustrated best, best uh, with the song Domino, right? Where Chris Difford uh, writes or says, because um, the song Domino is a bit light-hearted, shall we say. Chris Difford's reaction to this was thus. The lyric was my owning up to my bad behaviour. It's what people in recovery call step four programme. When you write down everything in your life which has gone wrong and share it with somebody else. I originally sang this, this song in the studio and the song was m much slower. It had a dark groove to it, which Ash and Hilaire really liked. It fitted my voice. But for some reason, the song was sped up and Glenn sang it. So my version never got to see the light of day. It was such a personal lyric that it was bizarre that Glenn should sing it. I was a bit upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sing. They never really understood each other. Uh, but to be honest with you, you can't improve this version of Domino. It's absolutely fantastic. But the fact that it documents his life form to pieces is a bit sad.
something that he should say uh, as a very personal lyric and uh, it was a bit upset that Glenn sang it because hundreds of his songs, his lyrics, are very personal lyrics that end up being sung by Glenn. Uh, in fact, there's very, very few songs in which Chris Difford sings lead. Well, I think that's a bit of a shame sometimes, as much as I love both their voices. But uh, um, it's not an album. That's, the album's called Domino as well, isn't that's it? That's right, it's, yeah. it's the last one before they broke up for, yeah. the, what, second, third, fourth time? Uh, second, second, second time. time. And uh, it's not an album I'm particularly familiar with. Uh, I do happen to know that since they reformed the last time, which was 2007, they've played songs off... It took them five years from that reformation before they played any songs off this Domino album. It's not an album that's very highly thought of by Chris. No, they say that in the book, don't they? Um, but they have, obviously, hasn't he, Chris Difford? Yeah, yeah, but they, they have, they have played a song off it live in 2012. Do you know which is their only album that they've never played any songs from since they reformed in 2007? East Side Story. No, let me do it. That's got all the big hits on it. Not that one. No. Ridiculous. Uh, no. No, it's it's one called Play, which is uh, the yeah. album bef- two albums before Ridiculous. Yes, of course. One before some Fantastic Place. Yeah. Uh, I personally happen to think it's their best album <laughs> and an absolute masterpiece. Uh, but um, you and I have this theory, don't we, Rebel, that Squeeze's albums of the 90s are their best it's not yeah. a popular theory but we, we no. both share this opinion I don't agree that their, but their albums of the 90s play some fantastic place and ridiculous ridiculous yeah are the best albums they make yeah definitely you, yeah? Absolutely. you, you disagree with that have you heard those albums I have and yeah. in fact I've, I think I've got them all yeah um, I haven't got this album I've got Domino yeah. no, but, but East Side Story I really like and yeah, all, yeah. All, all, all the big hits from the 70s yeah. we lost them yeah no, no they as the as albums, Goodbye Girl is still my favourite song. Yeah. yeah, but I think those early albums they've got great tracks in them, but they don't hang together as an as an album. And, yeah, and those, there are some real clunkers on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I agree with that. But, but the late ones, those three particular, are just all round magical, yeah. magical works. Argy Bargy and East Side Story, for my money, are the only ones that can even compete yeah, as a consistent album yeah. with with, yeah. with the rest of them. The early ones, no, too many. Too much Jules Holland honky yeah. tonk piano, yeah, I agree. and the later one too much overproduction and, and awful synthesizers, which I think is Glenn uh, is mainly responsible mm. for that, unfortunately, or producers. Mm. You look like yeah. you're going to read to us again. Yes, yeah, sorry. I thought I thought one of the fantastic thing about Don Bible reading number one <laughs> is that there's a song of "To Be a Dad," which yeah. if, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it, that is incredibly personal, mm. and it's ta- it's talking about having your kids taken off you, I mean, taken somewhere else, and. Uh, You'll never forget them and all that sort of stuff. Quite yeah. sentimental, but really powerful. And and it and at exactly the same time, Glenn Tilbury had split up with his wife, who moved to Australia and took the kids with him. Right. And Chris Diver just said, "Yeah, it was all about them." And yeah. so and Glenn Tilbury sung it, and so they did the song together. He'd wrote this lyric. It's obviously about him, and he says, "I didn't think to be a dad was about me." <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a communication breakdown. <laughs> Okay, so the the song I'm going to play next is actually one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven singles that I bought as a box set uh, on Record Store Day this year, and it really is a, a lovely looking thing. It's called the Space Project. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hand it over to you in a minute. I'm just going to read from the back of it, um, and it, it struck me. I didn't know what I was buying. One of these records that sometimes I buy. For, I like the cover. In this case, I like the backstory, and mm. this is this is the backstory. It says on here. The source material for these tracks was originally recorded by the Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 space probes. So they're the ones that went up in 77, <laughs> I think. 
Yeah. Ask me the year Love Me Do was released. <laughs> <in there. laughs> um, it says, audible frequencies such as those made by musical instruments are caused by the compression of air or other gases uh, and cannot propagate in a vacuum such as space. So you'd know that, wouldn't you? Um, the songs recorded by the Voyager probes aren't sounds in the conventional sense. Rather, they're produced from electromagnetic radiation fluctuations in the magnetosphere of the celestial bodies studied by the Voyager probes. Personally, I like the trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, uh, this song is, uh, is Jupiter, which you'll know as the largest planet, or possibly the bass player of the solar system.
Well, that was one of them, the instrumentals, wasn't it? It was instrumental. Did you did you spot the electromagnetic radiation fluctuation? I, I, to be honest, I didn't. I didn't, and did I, I really was listening for that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a real shame. Did you spot the trumpet? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. Yes. Yeah, you've yeah. got to miss that. Really. I've yeah. got to say that. I mean, I've listened to the whole of these songs five times. Yeah. Uh, and as I, you as you are required to. As, that's right. Yeah. Contractually. Then I looked down the list and I thought, what was that one like? That like Jupiter by the Antlers. Mm. And I listened to it again. And I still, <laughs> it passing you by. Yeah. And it's uh, like it's in space. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. I was lost in space. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I can't only say I liked it because I couldn't yeah. remember it yeah. even for seven <laughs> listens. Well, I, I did like it, although I have to say I was listening to it the first few times I listened to uh, this one was in the car. It was all right, but uh, and I quite liked the fact it seems to kind of some of it seems to be built around a sort of nine beat, like nine beats to the bar thing, which is very unusual in in music. But uh, uh, that was kind of intriguing, and I was kind of quite enjoying counting the nines in it because uh, I'm mean, not a nerd like that. Um, and, uh, but, but then I when I listened to it on headphones mm. it really came alive yeah and I think you've yeah. got to do it quite carefully yeah, as, as with a lot of quieter music it, it's a lot better on head, headphones I was were very, you aware sorry were, were you aware of, of this space thing ax, going well on? space was I aware of space <laughs> no no I, I, I know you're aware of space you, you take up some part, some part yes of it. I live in it <laughs> you yeah, didn't yeah, did yeah. Yeah. Uh, no I just wondered whether you, you knew the backstory to the I don't, the don't know I know nothing no. of the, your little seven inch box up there but it's yeah. a beautiful thing yeah. I did know a little bit about the antlers oh and I know nothing about them well, so uh, well I, uh, see this is uh, I bought this along to show you this was a front cover mounted CD on Uncut Magazine a couple of months ago oh yes yeah, and I it's various um, uh, bands most of whom I wasn't familiar with uh, Sharon Vonett- Vonetten is on there and I know you oh, yeah. Like you quite like. I thought you quite liked him. Nah. Lee Fields and Expressions. He's on Daptone Records, same as Sharon Jones oh, yeah. and uh, a few others that we've played. Yeah. yeah, they're all right. Dave Alvin. He's all right. Anyway, yeah. the Antlers are on it, okay. doing a song called Palace, and okay. and uh, it's it's absolutely brilliant. So good, in fact, that uh, I a couple of weeks ago I ordered their album oh. off um, eBay. Oh, it's right. fairly cheap on eBay, uh, uh, but it's coming from America. It hasn't arrived yet. Ooh. But the so does it sound like? Well, it's not very much like that. Mm. It's not instrumental. Yeah. It's kind of uh, acoustic. It's quite atmospheric, and it has got trumpet on it. So I think it must be the same antlers. Okay, it yeah. can't be two. There are, there are other antlers. It could be two different bands called. There's the definitely antlers, two antlers. Possible. Yeah. One on each side of the head. Yes. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a gentle. It's kind of piano-led track with a little bit of brass and very mm. delicate, soft, quite high-pitched male vocals. Okay. Uh, it's it's fantastic, and it builds and it builds as it goes along. You may even be hearing it again, or oh, uh, on uh, my. End of year Ooh. mix. Ooh. So I was kind of a bit disappointed with that song when I first yeah, it, because it didn't, it didn't have the vocals on it. Mm. But what I wanted to tell you about also was um, when I bought that a couple of weeks ago, first place I often go looking, if there's a CD that's come out recently, uh, first place I go looking is eBay because a lot of people buy the CD, burn the MP3, and then sell <laughs> it off cheaper. Uh, and I, that, and I, to me, you know, because uh, <laughs> I, like, I like cheap CDs. Yes. Um, so I Googled in, uh, well, when I bought, got this CD and heard this track, I Googled it um, on eBay, Antlers. Mm. Just the band Antlers. You can buy real Antlers, can you? I tell you what, it took me, <laughs> this is why it took me a long time to end up ordering this album, because I, uh, it took me to the taxidermy section oh. of eBay. Oh, yes. And I could have spied oh, wow. anything, but I, it, Oh, that, you've got yeah, to buy. I tell you, I'm, I've got a very little quiz for you. Okay, <laughs> so in the taxidermy section yes. of eBay yeah. on the day that I looked, yes. what is the cheapest thing you can buy that's actually a real... That's been taxidermed. I mean, well, you can buy, what you can buy is lots of, and they're very cheap, is little sort of black balls with a little spike on the end. 
Does that count? count? But, but the, what you do with those is if you've got an animal, uh, for some reason when you're doing taxidermy, when you're stuffing animals, you don't use the real eyes. Um, so you just get these little black balls on sticks and you stick them in with the eyes. They're very cheap, should you wish yeah. to buy them. Right. But apart from them, what is the actual thing that's come from an animal that was the cheapest? Uh, from an animal. Or is an animal. Testicles. Or, I'm right. No, it's true. Testicles. No, 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 I didn't see any testicles on, okay. on um, available. I wasn't. We're really looking. Um, <laughs> so it could um, be a part of an animal or an animal itself. Or an animal. There's yeah. the, a cheap uh, taxidermed. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go. Rat. Tooth. Rat is a good guess. It's yeah. a part of an animal, though. A whole rat would be quite expensive. No, cheap with some rats. Everywhere. Ten a penny, aren't they? You're never, yeah. You're never yeah. more than six feet away from, from a rat. stuff. Rat. Fewer than yeah. that in this house. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm saying a tail. A rat's tail will be cheaper than a rat. Oh, a tail. A tail itself. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, there were lots of rabbit's foot feet, but they oh, weren't yeah. very expensive. Uh, supposed to be lucky, that, aren't they? Mm. Not for the rabbits. Mm. Um, uh, no, it was it was um, a scorpion. Wow. For really? 99p, but for a pound, for, for one <laughs> for pound... For the extra penny. For one pound, there was a guy... Uh, you could get a guy? No, 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 wait, wait. There was a, pe- a set of... Fucking great big set of antlers. Yeah. Which for a pound? Were, for a pound. Starting price a pound, and and I, and I, I haven't noticed because I clicked on this because I was thinking, why are these antlers so cheap? Um, basically, and they were they're in Ma- sale near Manchester, so not too far away. Yeah, from here. Yeah. Um, basically, there was a bar a guy who'd written a few lines about what he did. He's got a part bar in Manchester or in sale, and he's got loads. He's clearly got loads of animal heads up on the wall and stuff like that. And he's obviously decided, right, these 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 are I've got to get rid of these. Yeah. And he's selling them off for cheap on eBay, and he had um, he had. Antlers, yeah. fucking great big set of antlers. He had buffalo horns, nice, and he had a gnu's head. Oh, yeah. these, are, these, these are these are still metal on sale. gnu. These is it still, you? Metal gnu. Is it you? Yeah, indeed. Uh, these are still on sale as of last night when I checked. Right. Now, next question: uh. What is the most expensive animal on oh, sale? It's going to be a large eBay. Well, got to be large, isn't it? T Rex. Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> that would be expensive. Metal, metal canoe. Uh, yeah, from yeah. my T Rex. <laughs> I'm gonna just 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 think for a minute. How are they yeah. gonna stuff a T Rex? Probably not a T Rex, is it? T-Rex? No. Where would they get an actual T Rex skin from? <laughs> well, but he, yeah, he don't, yeah. You know what he's seen? He, you've you've seen that picture of uh, what's his face, the it's director. Have you, have you seen this? Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah. There's a picture of Steven Spielberg next to a, a dead triceratops. Right? Yeah. Which somebody tweeted saying... Uh, you know, very, very stupid people have been saying, look at him, he's killed this animal. Look at really <laughs> I've raised it and I'll think of that. I don't, I don't care if it's a dinosaur, it's not humane. <laughs> it's not right. It's not right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. I'm going to go for... A, um, I was going to say a whale, but shark. Grizzly bear. Uh, the answer is uh, a, a rhino's head, a mounted oh. rhino's head. Now, also, what I discovered in this in this little eBay. When thing, you say mounted, yeah, no, don't go. There. Um, what I discovered in this little eBay thing was that um, if you've got like a vintage stuffed thing, particularly if it's stuffed by somebody I mean, who's a, a, who's a famous to a certain taxi they're all vintage, aren't they? I mean, they're, they're, they're no, some of them. Are, I mean, they're, 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 they're still taxidermy I mean, animals. Yeah, but you know, if you've got one that was stuffed last week, all very well. But if you've got one that was stuffed back in eighteen fifty oh, something no, no, no. by one of the no, no. Named, Charles Darwin's yeah, mate, by, by somebody who was a renowned stuffer, <laughs> then this is worth a lot of money. And this, oh, this thing, no. did I tell you what it was? By the way, rhino's head. A rhino's head. It was a mounted rhino's head, and it was stuffed by some I don't know. A famous person, Doctor Fritz Wittenstein. A famous stuffer. Yeah, and it was how much? 
Ooh. How much for the Twenty grand. Well, um, we're coming to the end of the show now, and uh, it's come to my attention that uh, we've only played one song by our friends, the Wild Eyes, and it seems to me that you can't have too much Wild Eyes. Oh. Oh, yes, you can. You can have too much the Wild Eyes.
remains to say goodnight from the Trust the Wizards podcast. From me, Rebel Rickett, and from Mr. Kicker of and from Mr. Sharif O'Connor. Stay tuned to the blog, lots of interesting things happening there, and we'll see you again next time. Good evening.